undefeated heavyweight prospect, Tafan Chukwi. What's going on, man? How you living right now? Oh, right now, pretty chill, man. I mean, it's quarantine and all that, but pretty chill. The only thing right now uh, I'm really missing is that I can't really train as much as I used to, but <sighs> can't really complain too much. How about yourself, man? Same, man. Same. Uh, few months I've been in quarantine and... Uh... And it's starting to get better, just like everywhere else, I think. You just got to oh, yeah. wait and be patient. Sure. Now, let's go back to the start where I saw that you signed up for a 30-day trial membership. And then that led to basically you becoming a professional fighter, man. Take me back to those <laughs> first couple of weeks, you know, when you were training. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it was basically in the, the summer. I think it was summer break, like uh, my second year out of college, just looking for something to do. Um, just to stay active. I saw uh, an ad came up on my screen. I was like, sure, why not try it out? And I went then, went in. The first week went in, I was like, I, I, I sat down, talked with somebody. I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to do it because money-wise, I wasn't there because I just had my first job. I was working at McDonald's. And then one of my coworkers, my friend, uh, I took him there the next week. I was like, come check this out with me, man. And I told him, don't sign up when you go in there. Just go in there so we can do the free trial. He went in there, <laughs> did the great, they did a great job, and they got him to sign up. And on the way back, I was like, what are you doing, man? I told you we're just here for the 30 day, and that was it. And then I felt obligated to bring him because mm. I, I brought him there, and he signed up, so I signed up as well and got everything started. I mean, eventually, I think it was after my first smoker is when I really started taking everything serious mm. and really got into it. But <laughs> that's really how I started. Did you? Did it take you some convincing by the people that were training you to to get more serious about it, or were you hooked instantly? I wouldn't say it was instant. I was like I say it was like my after my um like my first smoker fight. This uh, it wasn't. I didn't have people trying to convince me about it, but the environment was great. So I definitely loved training there because the people. I got to meet a lot of people. Everybody's nice, friendly, all of that. But I think it was after I think like two, three months. After I had my first smoker, just that feeling being in there, that was really what, like, made me start taking this path a lot more serious and, like, start focusing a lot more on it. So <laughs> I would say that's what got me to it. Was it the, the adrenaline that you get? I, I, I would say that would be it. Because, like, when I first got in there, I remember being so nervous. I was super nervous. And as soon as, like, the first few punches started throwing, it's like everything just slowed down. It was like I was super calm. I was like, man. And, like, I couldn't really hear the crowd no more mm. i was just focused on the person in front of me i was like man this feeling right here this this is where it's at this is where i need to be so i was like all right <laughs> that's where my passion for the, the sport and everything really came in at that moment right there that's where everything started growing up did you always have this ability to fight or did you always were you always able to throw those heaters like you do right now funny thing is i've never actually been in any fights till like that day oh. or like throwing any punches or like even thought about fighting until I really got into this uh, through that, I guess, that commercial or whatever. But never been in a fight, never even tested anything because I was always a big guy. Nobody really messed with me that much. So I never really got a chance to test that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just look mean all the time. So it was pretty, yeah, never had to fight. Well, yeah, that, well, that that works, you know. If you're big and yeah. you you know you have a little mug, not many people mm -hmm. are gonna come up to you and uh, I mean, try yeah, to taste you really. too much. 
And yeah. I was a pretty nice guy. I mean, it's like I'm very mm. friendly. I never really had any like anybody that I felt uh, was trying to come at me for anything. So, was that Jim Crazy Eighty Eight? Oh yeah, Crazy Eighty Eight. That's where I started off at. Uh, yeah, Crazy Eighty Eight. That's that, that was the gym. Yeah, I know a couple guys that trained out of Crazy Eighty Eight. Uh, a Korean kid, Kevin, um, Kevin Chung. He he's he used to fight for one championship. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's my guy right there. <laughs> okay, Kevin and Ong, you of course, with Kevin? Ong. Oh, yeah, Ong, yeah. That's uh, one of the first person I actually met when I got in there. It's really, uh, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. He's like very, a very good coach, a very good coach. Yeah, he taught me a talk lot. Talk about working with him in the beginning of your career, because Ong, he's two division champ, one championship. He's like Michael Jackson in Asia. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I've been with him there, too. It's like, it's crazy. Like, seeing him, <laughs> the come up and everything, it's like, yeah. man. It's, it's it's inspiring because when you like when I first met him, I mean like I just like really super friendly guy. It's like always always uh, ready to joke around with you. He's never really like <laughs> super serious, but when it comes down to the fight, man, he completely changes. He's on he's ready to go always. I saw that he took you t- with him a, f- a few times, right? To 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 yeah, Asia yeah. to fight, to right? Burma. Yeah, to Burma. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, talk about that. Because like you said, it's inspiring, right? And he's, it is. it's pretty insane, right? When you go there. Yeah, it's, it is. It's super crazy. Because like when I first got in there, I was not ready for what was, <laughs> when we got <laughs> to the airport, it was crazy. Because once you get there and everybody starts seeing them, it's like they just forget what their job is. It's like you can basically just come in there with anything. And like even the security was running up to him. It was like, man, <laughs> I was just supposed to be doing your job. I was like, oh my God, it was a great experience. I loved it. Every moment of it. I mean, the people there are super friendly. Um, that's, I really enjoyed the experience. That's, that's, really that's the point it. you want to get to, right? You want to go back that's the point I do want to, get to Cameroon to. and One, be at that level. Oh, yeah. I would love to. I, I would love to have that same energy, have my people receive me just like that. And so I definitely have something to look forward to. If I do everything right, keep my head down and focus on what I'm doing, I'm pretty sure eventually I'm going to get there, no doubt. So... Yeah, well, Crazy Days is the start. You know, a lot of guys got their start there, but they, of course, you got to level up and and move on with your career. You moved on to Team Lloyd Irvin. Talk about that transition and and how you ended up there. It's actually crazy because uh, the gym, uh, the Team Lloyd Irvin, is actually like fifteen minutes from where I, I live at. Hmm. But I started off at Crazy Eighty Eight, and that's like an hour. Away, so I was making that drive down there for like three, three years before I found out about like Lord Irvin. So it was like crazy. Every day I was going down there, making an hour drive, hour back, training, coming back, and then now transitioning here. But like, it's I mean it's it's a different level, like you said for sure. And uh, I definitely love training there. It's just uh, <laughs> it's just crazy how uh. Like 15 minutes away, and I didn't find out about this for three years. It's like, I, I feel every time I think about it, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, they are affiliated, so I still go down there and work with the guys because I, I have a lot of friends down there, teammates, which I like training with, working with, still talk with them. So it's, yeah, it's good. When you first stepped on the mats at Team Lloyd Irvin, and you, you know, you assess yourself, right? You assess yourself. And and you look at yourself now. How much? Have, how far have you come? You you feel? It's a big level jump because uh, especially when I watched like my fights back then, 
And like I see, like I, I don't like watching myself, like because it's like, oh my god, <laughs> that's horrible. I see all the slop, how sloppy I was, but now it's like uh, working with Lord Irvin, Coach Jamal, and all of them. I mean, it's still the same coach though. Cause Coach Jamal, that's really this is the main gym that he uh, he uh, teaches at. Um, but my uh, because of my my focus, it's also uh, gone up to a different level. My skill level whole different level. Just because the people in there, you got to have a different mindset when you go in there. Everybody's coming in there to, to train and they're always serious. It's, uh, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fight to, to survive in there. Basically. <laughs> 2019, you have, you've had a destructive first year as a professional. Describe the feeling of becoming a, a instant prospect in only three fights. Cause not many fighters are able to do that. I don't even know if it's a feeling with it. I mean, I just like, it still feels the same because I already know what to expect. I mean, because uh, originally I was supposed to make my debut in 2018. And like, uh, I mean, it was hard to find fights for me because everybody just keep turning me down. It's, it's kind of slowed down my um, my progress and everything. But with everything happening in 2019, I mean, I don't really... Uh, take it too serious because I'm not to to where I want to be yet. So probably once I get into the UFC, I'll see if that changes. But it's, it's just another day, really. That's about it. That's all I can really say about that. It must feel good, though, that people are noticing you more and and have confidence that you will become something bigger, right? It does feel good. I mean, I've always had that. Like my teammates, people around me, they've always been very supportive. They're always telling me. You keep doing this, you're definitely gonna get to get to where you want to be. So, it's never really been a um, a point where I've doubted myself mm-hmm. or anything. So, it's it, it still feels good though. I mean, like when you say people recognize me, I mean, like for me, I don't see it. It's like mm-hmm. I don't really go out there looking up uh, about information for myself like that, to where I know that people are like focused on me. I mean, I have my managers and my coaches tell me like after, especially after the fight, they were like, "Man, that was crazy what you did out there. You just put him out like that." You just made that look crazy. You got everybody looking. I was like, oh, man, that's food. All that. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't really know how to, to react to it because, I mean, I was expecting to go in there and do what I, I had to do. So, yeah. yeah, the last fight, Cage Fury 80, November, you go in there, you finish William Knight. He's a guy, the prospect. He was the guy that the UFC gave a developmental deal to, and you put him away fast. Is that the performance where you you would tell people, hey, if you want to know about me, go look at that one? Is that is that the one? Uh I wouldn't say so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I mean I've had like harder fights in like my amateur career. Okay. I mean, there's not really no footage out there like that because I, I barely post anything because people once they see it they don't want to fight. But that wouldn't be the fight I'll be like if you want to know about me, go see this fight because I wasn't really tested in that fight as much. I mean, I just went in there and like completely dominated and there wasn't anything for you to like, I could, I could have done a lot more. It's like, so I don't really think that would be the fight I would say, but because of like how much attention or how much uh hype he had behind him. I mean, I guess that would kind of be in that way. You can say yes, I guess. But if you that- want to know about like me, my skills and all of that, I would it's a different fight. I would definitely push towards. Yeah. I sure. think that that's a, uh... Uh, a problem for some fighters too coming up is that you know posting and and hyping yourself up is good but at the same time 
it's not so good because you run into the problem of guys they don't want to fight you so you can't even build your record yeah that's that's the truth right there uh, and i know that all too well because like there's times when like i try to make posts and then my coach will be like man don't post that because we already have a hard enough time trying to find you fights so you can't do that <laughs> but like even without me because there's been a, a, a couple of times when i've had to like completely shut down my page or like take everything off uh online because of that problem but people still find stuff so it's like i don't know if it's because they look at my record or someone knows about me somewhere and they talk about me something and it deters them from the fight but it, it definitely is like it was a hard thing it's kind of slowed me down a lot because of that because i was in my head i was looking to it already had about like five fights by now mm-hmm. but it's uh a lot of people ducking me out there <laughs> Uh, do you have anything in the works before the the coronavirus? Uh, yeah, I did have some uh, a couple of fights that were gonna go through, but then I still have one, which I'm pretty sure is gonna go through. But like, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it, but mm-hmm. I've dropped a lot of hints on there online, so I'm pretty sure those who know know what it is. It's a pretty big opportunity, so I'm really excited. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just hoping once everything dies down, it's gonna be a for sure thing. But I'm still getting ready because. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be in July, so I got enough time to uh, get lose all this weight. <laughs> it's just kind of hard right now, but I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying focused. Oh, so it's gonna be you're gonna fight a light heavyweight. Yeah, I'm going down to 205 for this. Okay. Yeah, because that's what uh, I say I'm gonna build a, build like a 205 or so. I gotta try to get fights in that division, and. I mean, I'll take heavyweight, light heavyweight, whichever one. But this is where we're going for this fight because that's the that's where the opportunities headed. So definitely taking that. One. The future is bright. You could fight at both divisions. You know, I mean, there's guys that do that. So uh, why not? Why not? Right? Oh yeah, definitely. Why not? <laughs> Looking forward to it. Being from Cameroon, you know, there's always going to be the the comparisons, right, with Francis and Ganu. And I don't want to compare you to him. I want to know what's different about you. Because I'm pretty sure you're watching what he does and seeing his rise. What's different, I would say these paws, <laughs> these hands right here, they're dangerous. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> they're ready for anybody. <laughs> they don't discriminate? <laughs> they don't. Not at all. Not one bit. Whatever stands in front of it, they catch him. What are you doing for uh, work right now? Maybe you're not working, but what did you do for work? Um... I was, like since 2019, mm. I like switched over to do be a full time like Uber driver. Mm. But before that, I was doing that and also security as well. But trying to get my schedule to where I can train a lot more, I had to completely transition to uh, completely driving uh, full time because that also gave me the flexibility mm. to train. And like uh, after I train, I can go work, come back, train, and it's, so I'm, I'm I'm pretty grateful for that. But right now, all I'm really doing is like I'm only working. Mainly in the week- weekends, doing like Amazon Flex just to keep the money coming because uh, I'm not as lucky as most. Got that uh, unemployment money. I ain't get that yet. So yeah. we'll see. If I get that, I might not need to work. <laughs> What's Amazon Flex? I never even heard of that. Oh, it's like uh, you go, they, it's like you deliver packages for Amazon. You go to the warehouse, you, uh, you get the packages, they give you a route, and then you go around delivering packages. You know, I got to ask you a question, though, about Uber driving, because Uber drivers have stories. Like, give me a story, man. I know you got some. Man, I'm, it's funny, because, like, 
that's crazy because like you if you would have asked me this question last year, I'd have been like nothing happened because like for all the years I've been driving Uber, nothing has ever happened to me. But and like New Year's was the year where it's like, oh man, I knew this year was gonna was it started off so wrong. I was like, <laughs> something gotta be wrong. Cause like uh New Year's, I think it was yeah, New Year's Day. I went out to drive, I picked up uh, a dude and his uh and his chick in the car. He, uh once I got to the pickup, dude was wait uh, I had to wait for like a I think like ten minutes and I was about to leave. So then I saw the dude running towards the car. He got in the car. After that, his chick jumped in on the other side. As soon as he got he was like, man, I'm so sorry, man. Um, my girl was drunk. I've been trying to get her out of the, where I think whatever party it was at. Um, so please, man, don't be mad. All of that, I'll give you a good tip. And as soon as he started driving, she turned around and started cursing at the dude and then started punching and scratching his face out. This is like, <laughs> at first I thought he was, he was, he was back there overreacting. So as I kept driving and then halfway through the trip, I turned around and I saw his face. It was bleeding. I was like, oh my God, dude, are you okay? But <laughs> it's it's a pretty long story because it's like it's a whole trip. But that was like the uh really like the only experience I've ever had where it's like, oh my God, I don't know if this uh I should be out here right now. Because eventually we got to the so I think we got to a highway. I don't remember what road it was. She she opened the door while I was driving and tried to jump out. So I had to pull over oh uh pull over the car and let her out. I was like, what you about to do, man? It's just, <laughs> it is right here. I didn't want to leave him out there in the middle of the road. That would be messed up. It's New Year's and all of that. I was like, my last trip, I'm, I'm ready to go home. I didn't want to leave the Duke. I felt really bad for the dude. So I went out there, talked to the girl. I was like, hey, come back into the car, please, so we can finish out the trip. And because the dude was just done with it. He wasn't, he was getting ready to leave her there, but I didn't want to do that because I don't know. <laughs> Leaving her in the middle of the road was definitely not a good thing to do at that time. So I talked her in brought her back into the car and as I was driving she was leaning over my shoulder talking to me saying all type of rubbish and I was like the whole time I was just saying yeah definitely man I understand what you're saying but I understand nothing of what she was saying mm-hmm. and <laughs> eventually we got out to the house and she passed out in my car and it was like uh can you he she asked me to help her get her out but then she kept trying to kick him off of him I was like man this is a whole situation I'm ready to get out of here and eventually we got out of the car after that I just I just booked. I ain't have anything else for him right there. I was done with that. <laughs> but that was like the only crazy experience. But prior to that, it's like I've had like four years driving with Uber. Never had a crazy uh, thing happen to me. The craziest I've had was someone trying to throw up in my car, but that was about it. But that right there would have to take the cake for me. But it started off the year kind of crazy. And then now with all of this, it's like, man, <laughs> it's a sign, man. You just, you're about, just adding the only- to the... You're just adding to the resume, man. You got driver, counselor, bodyguard, <laughs> <laughs> everything. Right? <laughs> but, hey, who knows, man? One day I might need to use all them skills for something. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, hopefully you don't. Hopefully you can put all that hopefully in the past not, and uh, yep. just focus on fighting. Yeah, hey, I'm looking forward to you in July. Hint, hint. You know what I mean? Everybody knows what's going on in July. Oh, yeah, they know what's and, up, uh, man. Those two know what it is. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it. Cause... Yeah, but, you know, we're not saying it anything. Is, we're just saying it's July. Yeah, we're not saying. We know, yeah, wink, wink. Yeah, wink, wink, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, it's going down, man. We can't wait.